Life Audio. Hello and welcome to the Daily Bible Podcast with Trisha and Michelle. We're just two friends reading through the Bible chronologically and encouraging you to do the same. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Daily Bible Podcast, or go to our website, dailybiblepodcast.net. We are going through the one-year chronological Bible, and we have links for that in our show notes and also at our website. And we also have an awesome community group that you just look for, Daily Bible Podcast, in the community group. And do you remember, Michelle, did you ever, this is probably before your time, um, Romper Room, where at the end they would have the mirror and they would call out people's names and like, I see you, Hello, Michelle. <laughs> I don't Hello, remember Tommy. that. Okay, this is like, I was little, <laughs> I was little, little. And so... I was just thinking about that. So as I'm looking at right now, the Facebook group, hello, Terry, and hello, Mary, and hello, Amanda, and hello, Kat, and hello, uh, there's another Michelle. I'm looking through the names. Hello, Lisa, and hello, Charity. Um, Thank you for being in the Daily Bible Podcast community group. And for the rest of you that are in there, we really appreciate you. We do. We do. We need your encouragement. You guys um, encourage us um, in so many ways. So thank you so much for being there for us. So yeah, go. If you if you're not in that community, go to Facebook and look for Daily Bible Podcast Community and um, get in that group because that group is a great group. Okay, so today we are reading Psalm 22. 23, 24, 25, and 26. Okay. I love these Psalms. I'm just enjoying them so much. They're so good. So in the last school year, I decided to read through the Psalms with my kids. And so every morning we would read um, a chapter. Well, we'd put on a timer for 15 minutes and we'd read however many Psalms we could read in 15 Mm. minutes. So sometimes it was more than one. Sometimes it was just one. Um, But we would go around the dining room and each, each would read a section of the chapter. They're all reading now. And so, you know, the truth is, though, some days my kids are like, uh, why do we have to read this? Or I don't want to read today. You know, other days they would get be really into it. Some days they mm. would get really dramatic about what they were reading because there's some interesting things like mm-hmm. interesting dramatic language. So this especially happened when we came upon uh, one of the reading today was Psalm 22, 5 through 6. And um, it says, they cried out to you and, and were set free. They trusted in you and were not disappointed. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by men and despised by people. So my 18-year-old Florentina was reading that and that stopped her in her tracks. And, you know, she's a senior this year. She's almost ready to graduate, but she's a senior. And she's like, why do I just sit around and do Bible study of all this other work? And I'm like, no, you're going to do it. And she read that, but I am a worm and not a man scorned by people. And I said, and you thought your generation was emo. Uh, But look at David was emo. And so emo, if you aren't up to the terms of today, emo means emotional. It's like the woe is is me. Um, And so I'm, they'll they'll call themselves emo. It's like the woe is me kind of generation where they wear the black and everything's wrong and woe is me. Mm -hmm. And so she thought that was so funny and it hit her hard. 
And for the next weeks, like every met every time she saw someone, if someone came over, she was like, "Did you know David was emo?" Um, he was just all, all up in his feels, and that's another thing they say: all up in the, his feels. I'm all up, he was all up in his feels, or she was all up in her feels. Um, and so it just really hit my kids. Like before, it's like, okay, we're reading the Bible, and then they saw it. They saw that he was emotional. And we talked about that. Like David really felt all the emotions. He was emo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he felt the emotions. He poured them out. Um, but looking closer, the words were more than just emotional moments. They were also prophecy. There's so much. We've talked about that in the last couple of days, but there's so much prophecy that we see. But it was so cool that that, it was like, oh, I am just a worm. And so anytime as she's really feeling like cranky or something, I'll just like, I am just a worm. And then she's like, totally gets a smile. Like, okay, it's like this common, common language we have now. But um, one of the chapters we read today, Psalm 22 is referred to as the Psalm of the cross because it contains several prophecies that seem to point to the suffering and crucifixion of Jesus. And so the Psalm begins with the words, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And these are the very words that Jesus spoke on the cross, and that's in Matthew twenty-seven forty-six. So throughout the psalm, David speaks of being surrounded by enemies, mocked and ridiculed, and having his hands and his feet pierced. These are all the details that match the account of Jesus' crucifixion as described in the New Testament. Um, additionally, the psalm speaks of his clothing being divided among captors, which is in detail in the Gospels. And all Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all talk about that. And all these emotions were pouring through David. And yet the Holy Spirit, through these emotions, was also pointing to our Messiah's death. Mm-hmm. And that's so cool that we just think David's having this emotional moment. But the Holy Spirit was using those things to point to what was going to happen mm-hmm. to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really cool to see that 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 um, prof that Psalm of the Cross was there, and then Psalm twenty three, of course, is one of the most well loved Psalms of all time. The Lord is my shepherd; I have all that I need, or I shall not want. And I think all of us can quote that, which is I love that. And then Psalm twenty four speaks of the great and sovereign Lord, who is the King of Glory. The Lord, strong and mighty. And um, Third Day has a song, Who is the King of Glory? It's one of my favorites. And then Psalm 25 is a plea for help from the humble and the reverent. It says, Do not remember the sins of my youth. Remember me in the light of your unveiling love, for you are merciful, O Lord. And then for the honor of your name, O Lord, forgive my many, many sins. So so again, we have these praises. We have the Lord is my shepherd. We have the emotional moments. And then um, Psalm 26, it shares themes with many songs. And it it talks about despite the danger of evil, um, David remained confident that he would not slip, that he would securely stand in an even place. And I love this. It says in Psalm 26, 10 through 11, their hands are dirty with evil schemes. They constantly take bribes, but I am not like that. I live with integrity. So redeem me and show me mercy. Now I stand on solid ground and I will publicly praise the Lord. And what a picture. I will stand on solid ground and publicly praise the Lord. And so I think it's so amazing that we have these emotions and that we have these praises Mm -hmm. and then we have this pleas for help and this repentance and all these 
are in there. And I think going through the Psalms with my kids this school year, we just saw that there are very lots of ups and downs and emotional, but hopefully they'll remember these things like I am just a worm and <laughs> that they will be able to have these, these visual images that can mm-hmm. take them back to God's word. Well, and I thank you, Florentina, for the email because uh, <laughs> David, David really was, we, we saw him put help us put emotions or help us put mm-hmm. words to our emotions. We said that about Job. He helped us put words to suffering. He mm-hmm. lived out suffering. And so we saw some of that, or we saw all of that in Job. And in David, we are seeing him put these words to to the suffering, to um, to suffering, but to being scared, to being happy, to being joyful, to being, you know, attacked. I mean, he just put all the words on. So yes, he was emo. But I, I I wanted to comment on Psalm 22. Because did you notice that in the psalm, how many times David went back and forth? It's, it's sort of he, he vacillates between, you know, oh, woe is me, yet you are holy. I mean, you are holy, oh God. And he looks to the past and how God rescued his ancestors time and time again. And then it did feel like he almost went Job-like on us um, in a, my enemies surround me like a herd of bulls. Fierce bills of Bashan have hemmed me in. Like lions, they open their jaws around me, roaring and tearing into their prey. And a, oh Lord, don't stand too far away from me. And then we see a 180 degree turn to praise. And, you know, David is honest. And this is what we are so learning about him is he is honest. And it's almost like he wears his heart on his sleeve. And in so many ways in our culture today, that's maybe not that great. But yet he's helping us see that in his honesty, he still knows what is true and who is true. And and his plea is is one of honesty and he just puts it all out there. He wears his heart on his sleeve and and yet he's still this mighty warrior of God. And so it's so cool. And then one thing we see in the psalm and the other ones as well is this deep agony that that David felt. Mm-hmm. You know, and and just like you pointed out that this really is pointing back to the cross that that we're we're seeing Jesus in this we're seeing this prophecy Jesus felt that agon- agony too and um I found this quote from a book called The Psalms Rejoice the Lord is King it was written by James Johnston and and listen to this because this this sort of opened my mind a little bit this is one he's talking about um Psalm in Psalm 22, this is one of the most intimate personal connections we have with Jesus as he suffered for our sins. The gospel tells us what happened to Jesus physically. They also, they also give us his last seven words from the cross. But through the prophet David, the Holy Spirit tells us what Jesus was thinking and feeling inside as a human being like us. Mm. And I was like, you know what? That is so cool because we do see that David is giving language to our emotions, but now we see that he is helping us. He's helping to inform us of what, what 
Christ felt like on that cross and that just the utter agony because David helped give words to utter agony, agony. And we see that, we see that played out. And I just thought that is just so cool. And, um, and so thank you, David. Yeah. I'm so grateful. Thank you, David. We need to take a break here and we need to hear from our sponsor. And when we come back, we'll have the word of the day. Stay tuned. The word of the day is humble, and the Bible defines humility as the fear of the Lord. And the root is the Latin word hummus, which means of the earth. So to be humble is to be face down in the dirt, submitting to the authority of another without personal pride. And this is the Christian's proper position before the Lord. So humble David, he sat before David, pouring his emotions out and then pointing to the humble Lord. Um, and it made me think of Philippians 2, 5 through 8, which says, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. Um, so that's, you know, Philippians again, two, five through eight. And then what we read earlier, I am just a worm. That's really humble, mm-hmm. but it didn't in there. And I love that you brought out that it brought the emotional part of what Jesus was facing, even though we saw like in the New Testament just tells what happened, but these emotions are there. And this was a prophecy of those emotions. And that's Michelle, I'm so glad you brought that up. But Jesus died, he died that criminal death on the cross. And in Philippians Mm -hmm. 2, 9 through 11, it says, therefore God elevated him to the place of highest honor. And he gave him the name above all other names that at the very, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the father. So each of us is going to humble ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And so David humbled himself. He would, Oh, you know, I am but a worm, but he also humbled himself when he said, forgive me. And I repent and, I glorify you. Those are all ways that we see David humbling himself in today's reading and in the readings that we've uh, gone through and the readings to come. But we have to think about, like, are we humbling ourselves? So are we choosing to live our lives um, thinking of God and, and, again, going back to that word, having the fear of the Lord and submitting to his authority and not putting up our personal pride where I deserve this and I deserve that. And you need to treat me this way. Um, But instead Jesus humbled himself to the point of the cross where Mm -hmm. he was in complete agony. And, you know, we just got to put down our pride. (laughs) Like I don't think any of us are going to be called to go hang on a cross, but will we choose that now? Will we choose to humble ourselves before the Lord or, Someday we are going to. Someday at a later moment, we will be bowing before God. So like David, we could choose now um, to humble ourselves. And I just think that um, it just really makes us reflect on what Jesus faced. And, and we don't have to face that same kind of agony, but we do need to humble ourselves. 
You know, just as you're talking about, there will be one day um, that we will have to humble ourselves. And I was thinking about at the name of Jesus, the verse at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow Mm -hmm. of things in heaven and things on earth and under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the father. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the word humble is is a big word. It's it's a big word. It's not a weak word. It's a very strong word. Mm-hmm. And it appears in the Bible um over 80 times. And so you know it's not a small word. It's not inconsequential. It is it is something that um God holds dear. And that is the humble. And, and just like, you know, the verses that you were reading, Trisha, and what you were talking about, I mean, there is something about when you do come before God and you put yourself down on the, on the ground and you're like, Oh, woe is me, God. Cause it's true. Woe is me because he is, he is a great, great God. And I just wanted to read a few verses, um, that, that I had been thinking about when, when, um, with with humility and with humble and uh Luke 14:11 for those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves mm. will be exalted and that is an act of the will when you humble yourself and it's also i mean if if you're i mean you will if you put yourself up on a pedestal god will humble you mm-hmm. and it's just such a great reminder that he longs for us to come to him and go lord you are great i am nothing kind of like david i am a worm i don't know if you have to go all emo on him like that <laughs> i am but a worm i know he would take it <laughs> But also in James 4.16, and he gives grace generously. As the scriptures say, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Again, humility, people of God who are humble. God loves the humble. In 1 Peter 3, my favorite book, um, in one of those seasons, um, 1 Peter 3, (laughs) verse 8, Finally, all of you should be of one mind, sympathize with each other, love each other as brothers and sisters, be tenderhearted and keep a humble attitude. And mm-hmm. so we're supposed to be humble with with God and humble before him, but also humble with each other. And um, that's what God asks of us. Mm-hmm. This is humility. Yeah, it's so good. And I love that. Just tying again back to the New Testament and to Christ that he left his divine appointment to come and humble himself to earth. We are not, uh, you know, we're, we're not in eternity. We didn't have to leave eternity to come to earth, but we, so we have to give up so much less than Christ did is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. But yet humbling ourselves can make the hugest difference in our lives. And just realizing like, I wouldn't be where I am without God. I have no, I can take no pride in whatever I'm doing because it's, Christ through me and just living life with that kind of humility and reaching out to others. Um, it's amazing when I go and speak at conferences and people, you know, will sit with me or talk with me. They're like, you seem like you're so normal. And I'm like, I am like, I'm home chasing kids and making dinner. And like, there's no pride because I know I was like the pregnant teen mom that ended up, you know, turning my life over to God. And he just happens to use me to write books and to do this podcast with you and do these things. Like I can 
claim no pride in any of those things, but it's only through God. And I think with all of us in our lives, it is only through God that we can accomplish anything that we do. And really just seeing it that way just changes everything. Mm -hmm. Would you pray for us to have a humble spirit? Oh, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, first of all, um, Jesus, that you left your divine appointment and you came to earth and humbled yourself to the point of death for us. And I thank you for David, who um, through the Spirit was able to write down the emotions and the feelings of how you felt um, to do that, to hum- how you felt on that cross and just the agony that you're facing. Lord, I pray today that you will just... Um, Help us to exalt you and in the same time see that everything we've accomplished uh, mm-hmm. comes from you. And that is where humility will come. Not in a way that we're just putting ourselves down, but just seeing our place um, mm-hmm. in who we are is all because of you. And I thank you for each listener. I thank you for the ways that we are just growing as we're learning. And be with us today. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we are sending you off with some daily encouragement to get into the Word and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Again, if you don't have the one-year chronological Bible that we are using, we have links to that Bible in our show notes. You can find it also in the Kindle format. Also in the show notes is a monthly and yearly schedule of the Bible reading plan that we are following. Tomorrow, we are reading Psalm 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, and 32. And I want to take a second now to thank the team at Life Audio. You would not be listening to the Daily Bible Podcast without their partnership. Go to lifeaudio.com and find great podcasts on prayer, Bible study, homeschooling, and relevant hot topics that we are facing today. That's lifeaudio.com. And we will see you here tomorrow. Bye-bye.